Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The title of the message this morning is called The Spirit of Cain. I'm not talking about Cain the person. I'm talking about the spirit of Cain. Most famous phrase of all in this same category that I'm bringing today, we've heard of the phrase, the spirit of Jezebel. Okay? We've heard of even the spirit of Elijah on the good side, right? Who is Jesus? Maybe he was a reincarnated Elijah or one of the prophets, right? We know those scriptures. So I want to talk about in that essence of the spirit of someone, Jezebel's the most popular. Y'all might remember and look on YouTube, the Holy Ghost anointed that one as well. That's why I look forward to this morning. But I preached a message called the spirit of Judas. The spirit of Judas, which of course we know he betrayed Jesus, therefore the spirit of betrayal, right? Well, the Lord, through Holy Spirit, bringing those words popping off the page, made every puzzle piece just come together all of a sudden. And I was like, boom, light bulb. I want to talk to you about the spirit of Cain. So Genesis chapter 4, if you have your Bibles, we're going to start in verse 1. And again, I'm going to do really an exhaustive uh, look at the context of the, of the biblical record, being specifically the actual event in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, but also the references that were in uh, uh, the New Testament as well. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready for the word of God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 4, we pick it up at verse 1. The Bible tells us, And Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man-child from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain a tiller of the ground. So Abel, the younger brother, was a shepherd. Cain was a man of the horticulture, the gardens, the plants. Verse 3 says that in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground. And I want you all to take note of this phrase, an offering. And, the article and, an offering to the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering, but Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, which of course we know that means angry. And his countenance fell. The shock value, right? So follow the scripture and, and play it out in your head. Imagine what's being, what's happening as we read it together. It's an amazing, amazing thing when you see the emotion of Scripture, not just the actions of Scripture, but I want us to, and I've always said this before, a real quick plug. When you're reading the Bible, try to feel the emotion. The types of words being chosen really indicate the sensitivity or the, uh, the uh, intensity of the emotions that are happening in that time, because these are all people, right? So the countenance of Cain fell, and the Lord said unto Cain, why are you upset? And the King James says, why are you wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If, everybody say if. If. 
if you do, let's see this together, well. If you do well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou dost not well, sin lieth at the door. If you're not doing excellent, well is the contrast, right? If you do well, you'll be accepted. If you did a great job. But if you don't, what is he saying? Sin lies at the door when we do not do well. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel and his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is thy brother Abel? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Lastly, verse 10 says, And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Very intense story. Very well-known story. Even in the secular world, very aware of this biblical text of Cain and Abel. We see sibling rivalry. We see jealousy in this text. But it takes the Holy Spirit to unravel much deeper than the surface of the anger of siblings. Right? Abel, it says... In verse 4, pull it up on the screen, it says, there's two key phrases on this one. Abel brought of the firstlings, it says, and the fat thereof. I want you to notice that verses 3 and 4 will contrast the two offerings. Verse 3 offers this insight by saying an offering. Here you go, God. An offering. Contrarily, the very next verse says, Abel, two things. Firstling is one, which... By definition, the very first. Not waiting any time. God, it's yours. My wife and I had uh, our first uh, uh, tomato. I remember we did it together. We stood in the field, the very first tomato that, that turned red. We said it in Jesus' name, and we chunked it. We didn't have an altar. We were going to do it. It was just an act of worship showing God that everything we had as it's come to us is from God, and the very first thing belongs to God. I didn't, we didn't care how big it was, or the, the, the temptation would be, oh, but it's so big, it's huge. That needs to go on Facebook, Pastor Glenn. Look how big this tomato is. Not Abel. Abel was like, mm, I don't care how beautiful, how perfect, how delicious, how amazing, what kind of record it might set with Guinness. We are giving it to God. It belongs to Him. Y'all see that? Look at the text. An offering with Cain. The firstling. Right? See see where we're going with this, and this is not even done. And it says that the, the second word of reference within verse 4, I want to highlight, is the word fat. Now, we might chuckle. I do have some of that right here. Amen? But that's not what the Scripture is talking about. If you look in the Strong's, the Strong's for the word fat, it literally means the choicest, the best part, the abundance of the products of the land. The best of the best of the best. So not only was it the first batch, but he said within the very first harvest, I'm pulling out of my first the best that I have to offer God. See? Theologians reference the blood sacrifice as a lack on Cain's part compared to Abel, which is not necessarily wrong if we do realize that offering had not been specifically institutionalized until the book of Leviticus. 
This happened right at the Passover with the first, and then it was instituted books, chapters down the road while they were in the wilderness. And God says, here's the sacrifices. Here's the cultures. Here's our feasts that we have to do. So we, we, we make a comparison of what happened way down the line and apply it to something that happened way before then. It's the blood is what, what, what saves us. And I get that, that, that revelation that Cain said, here's my vegetables. And Abel said, here's the blood. Praise the Lord. It's a powerful sermon. It doesn't not apply. It can. But I'm seeing literally word for word in the scripture that it says that Cain brought an offering. And it says that Abel brought the first thing he ever got from God and the best of the first thing he ever got from God. See, that gives us revelation right then and there. And right after that, it tells us who passed and who failed. Y'all follow this, okay? And what's great about this is talking about the offerings that we give unto God. It is so open-ended for us. Praise God. You might not have a garden like Miranda has. Done excellent with. You might not have sheep like Pastor Glenn and Malachi and Mama Sue have. You might not have certain, but what you have, you have because God gave. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. So the choices, the best and the abundance of the products that God has given you, that's the able sacrifice. The spirit of Abel in contrast says, God, it doesn't belong to me. I happily give it to you. The best. And then you see that that actually confirmed when he said to Cain, God, specifically, what did he say? If you do what? Well, won't you be accepted? If you do a good job, if you present excellence. See, I'm not against the application of scripture where people preach that he didn't offer a lamb for as an offering because it needed blood. I'm not against that, but I'm taking it word from word for the text. If you do, if you do well. But if you don't do well and you give him haphazardly this little tomato versus the best, the big tomato, sin life at the door. My wife and I went with Heather, Shai and Hezekiah. They did all the work. I just was there. Praise God. Emotional support. They picked up all these cucumbers and things. And it was a heavy basket. I said, baby, let me grab that basket. It was heavy. It was heavy. This happened yesterday. It's a great application. Now I know it really was God because it's not in my notes. I'm putting this together. The Holy Spirit's talking. How many of y'all ever had a garden? All right. If you haven't had a garden, how many of y'all ever shopped for fruits or vegetables at, at the market? Walmart, Dollar General, wherever you went. How many of y'all know what a bruised fruit looks like? Okay. A bruised vegetable. Well, let's just say there was some in there. Some big ones had some, some big holes. It looked like leprosy had its way with some bugs, right? chewed into that y'all have seen those juicy tomatoes it's like the ones like i ain't gonna wait so i'm gonna flip it around i'm gonna bite the back end right the other side we could just toss right cain offered a half-eaten tomato to god see it might not even have been the first fruit he probably already had it boxed up in a crate somewhere had it stored he said oh this one's right here this one's good let's take that one it might have been the fifth harvest Y'all see what I'm saying? Y'all see what it says. First, in fact, this is Abel. Go back to the previous verse. An offering. Eh, this will work. But isn't that how we do that with God sometimes? Oh, me. Put the mirror up. That's good. I'm, just not, I'm not preaching tithe and offering. 
everybody relates to income. There's not a person in here that don't have dollars and cents, okay? Some of us may not have cents, but we got dollars and cents, right? Not everybody has tomatoes and cucumbers. My dad, I'm just throwing that out. The tithe is the one we can all apply to. The first, as soon as I get paid, it goes right to PayPal or it comes right into an envelope that we say, God, where do you want to put it? I'm not tooting my own horn. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you got to give God your first. You got to give God your best of the first. And that's the two-part system. Going back, that's, a, uh, that's Cain and offering this. The first of what God gives you and the best of the first that what God gives you. Come on, somebody. Do you love Jesus? Do we love Jesus? Whoo, honey, I'm going to drop that big old gift. Some Valentine's Day, I was proud of my gifts. Baby, you don't know what I spent on that customized book. And I spent five hours putting that colored drawing book together. We got it at the house somewhere. And I remember that Valentine's Day. I retold the whole story of how I met my wife at Walmart in the pet department. It was, it's called a love story book. You pick your, your, your stick figure characters and add some, some, uh, some little uh, clip arts, type in your, your message, and it was a whole book. It was a cartoon-style stick figure book telling the story of how Miranda and I met, what we went through, all the friends that we have, and then finally getting together and make all happily ever after, right? I spent hours on that book. My wife was even wondering if I was doing some infidelities late at night after work. And I'm on this laptop at my dad's office, a Vols office supply. Baby, it's 7.30. What are you doing at a Voyle's office supply? I know your daddy ain't got you delivering paper at 7 o'clock at night. See? True story. True story. And here I am. I'm like, boy, if you only knew, you're going to melt and you're going to apologize to me come Valentine's Day. Boy, when she opens that box, she's going to cry. She, I'm so sorry, baby. But it was the effort of excellence that validated my confession of love. Y'all followed that? Oh, I love you, Jesus. Uh, yeah, not today. Tomorrow. An offering versus the fat and the first. The first and the fat. The spirit of Cain will walk in complacency and give the nonchalant attitude and think that he's right with God. Everything that God gives you. That is why the psalmist said, early in the morning will I seek thee. Bless God if you praise Him at night. Glory, I'm not. Yes, yes, praise Him all the time. But the best time to do it is to say, God, I'm tithing my day. The very first thing of my breath is going to go right to the Word. I might lay in my bed. I might pull up you version, And I'm reading the verse of the day. I'll, I'll go through the thing. The very first thing that I do is read God's Word. Tithe your day. Amen? God is so good. The spirit of Cain. Listen. It starts with complacency in our walk. Listen to this. But then leads to being contempt when others run. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all missed that. 
the spirit of Cain starts with complacency in our walk with God. And then it will lead to being contempt when others around you start running for God. The spirit of Cain begins in complacency and then leads to contempt. Our hearts posture towards God and the level of reverence and obedience and zeal for Him at the lower end of that spectrum, which is a personal reflection. No stones cast from here. Amen? No one is condemning anybody in here. I want the Holy Ghost to, to sit down with you face to face and say, Lord, am I giving you an offering or am I giving you the first and the fat of the first? That's for all of us to do this. We don't know, but that's for you and the Holy Spirit. Y'all, the definition of content is the act of despising the state of mind of one who despises a lack of respect or reverence for something. Love is the direct contrast to the spirit of Cain. If we love him, we will do what? Keep his commandments. Okay, great. Now that part. Now the question is, what is the commandments? Bunch of them, right? But the first commandment, the first one, love the Lord your God with some of your heart, with most of your heart, all of your heart. Abel is the all of my heart, God. I'm excited. This is the first one. And though the other ones, his siblings did had a broken leg. I'm giving you the fattest one, literally, and the best for you, God, because you deserve it all. But boy, yesterday when I was carrying that basket, and Miranda said, "Oh, those are those those were rotten ones with the bugs in them." That we'll throw them to the chickens. The problem is, Cain gave it to God and thought he was doing something. I go to church on Easter and Christmas. I know Jesus. I'm a Christian. If you do well, won't you be accepted? But if you don't do well, sin, sin, sin lies. So we can say the spirit of Cain is a dead religious spirit. A spirit that says, I go to church. I shake the pastor's hand. I put money, money and offering in the collection. I give of my time whenever I can. Complacency in Cain. Contempt in Cain because others weren't as complacent as you were. Go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. If you have your Bibles, let's turn all the way to 1 John, the third chapter, the 11th verse. And we're going to cover two. This one and the very next one. Hallelujah. But yes, 1 John chapter 3, verse 11. Now look at this. Like I said, let's look at the whole Bible. Every time, which isn't many, that Cain was referenced can give you the clearest picture. Even what we just read, y'all saw what, what we read. That was just the text of the account. Now let's talk about those who referenced it, which is the Apostle John at this point, not just disciple, but the Apostle John, third chapter, first, first John, verse 11 through 12, it says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should, say it together, 
Love one another. Not as Cain. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I'm going to church. Oh, but my heart is far from you. Not saying it, right? I love you, Lord. But I put other things first and try to worship you, oh my soul. Mutual. You'll see what we're saying here. It's a hard word, church. And it's not to everyone, it's to yourself, you and Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Not as Cain. We should love one another, but not as Cain tries to offer himself, who was the wicked one and slew his brother. It was his fruit that proved the lack of his love because he offered an offering, just something, anything. He pulled his pockets out and it still had lint from his pockets. An offering. It says, and wherefore he slew him. Why? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. The works of offering nonchalant to God who deserves everything. You know what I'm inspired by? A God who spoke the worlds into existence, breathed life into you at conception, gave you a whole new DNA. You are your own person in your retinas, in your fingers, and the very DNA structure of who you are. There is only you never was you and never ever will be one of you. And he's only asking 10% of your income, your increase. Guess what? He could ask for 100% because it's his. Amen? And even that 10%, we try to negotiate and give him five. Two. I can't afford it, Pastor. You don't know. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about the intent of the heart. Oh, God, you don't know what I got to do. Well, I, you can't afford not to give your heart to God. Jesus. The evidence of his attitude was the evidence of his wickedness. The evidence of Abel's was the evidence of his righteousness. Jude also gives us great insight to the real issue. Let's go to Jude. We're almost there. It's right by it. Jude, the first chapter, which is actually, I believe, one chapter, if I remember right. Yep, one chapter. So let's look at Jude, verse 10. And we're going to read 2, 12. So only two verses. Three. Three verses. Now watch this. Jude, chapter 1, verse 10. We're talking about the spirit of Cain. When I say the spirit of Cain or the spirit of Jezebel, we say the spirit of Elijah. We're talking about the character of that person, the deeds of that person, what that person was known for. The spirit of Joshua might be one that's ready to in battle and trust in God for the battle belongs to him. He is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. That, my friends, would be the spirit of Joshua, the spirit of Cain. Jude gives us great insight onto the real issue with Cain. Watch this. Jude 1.10, it says, But these speak evil of those things which they know not of, but what they know naturally as brood beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. Of course, we're now talking about in context, if you read all the verses prior, wicked people. Woe to them, for they have... Let's read that together. 
gone the way of Cain and read, say it together, greedily. See, now we're getting into some details. We're opening a new layer as we dig deeper. Cain was greedy. He was selfish. He kept the fat and gave God the scraps. It says, greedily, after the error of Balaam, which was the spirit of Balaam, if you know the story, it was to entice Israel to sin so that they could defeat them in battle. When you allow yourself to indulge in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and you dive headlong into sin willfully without repentance or apology, you open yourselves up to the devil's destruction. I mean that with all my heart. Brothers and sisters, the Bible tells us we're all going to face persecution, but let it be because we're on the righteous side, not because we're living in sin. Whew. Nobody said amen on that one, huh? Come on now. But that's the Arabalum. So Cain going to Arabalum, wanting to, to, to be greedy and selfish, keeping the best for himself after the error of Balaam. Watch, say it together, for reward. One more time, for reward. It's mine, God. I planted those vegetables and perished in the gainsaying of core, which would be repeating the same point about greed as to, to collect, to gain, to get more and more. Like the rich one and get it richer and richer, getting richer, richer, richer. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. We read that this morning. That's what that is. Selfishness. I got this huge check. I got this huge thing. I want more. I want more. Instead of Praise God for that check, Lord. If you don't want it anymore, I'm fine with that. Whatever you want, Lord. Greed is the point. Cain was greedy. That's why he didn't want to give God the first. He had opportunity. He walked to, he had uh, the gardens, wherever he had, I would imagine, a storage place for the, the, the cucumbers, those things that he planted. He, can you imagine walking up to that thing and be like, Oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in that garden Facebook. This was the, this pumpkin was the biggest one we've ever seen. I can't give that. No, I'm gonna. I'm, this one's not bad. If you have the attitude towards God, and say this ain't bad. It is bad. If you ever say that in your mind, it, it's not bad. It's bad because it's not your best. God deserves our best. Our absolute best. That's why when it comes to relationship with Jesus to become a Christian, we always are in this place, and I know all of us here, when you talk to them about it, you got to give everything to Jesus. It's not about just saying the sinner's prayer. It's about becoming a saint, being filled with His Spirit. And I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Glad when we live for Jesus. We're supposed to look crazy to this world. That's what brightness and light in the darkness is. Have you ever, in a dark room, turn the light on and do, whoa! That's what we do to the world. That's why they call us Jesus freaks. Holy rollers. Wear it with a badge. I'm giving it all. I might look crazy. That's all right. Give God praise. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where's the spirit of Abel in this house? Lord, you deserve it all. Whew. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Greed. Reward. 
gainsaying, selfishness. Now watch verse 12. This is in this. Whew, I say this is interesting. Watch this. These, the greed we just read about, it said gainsaying for cool. Those selfish, greedy attitudes are spots in your charity. Whew, I'm going to say that again. Some of y'all didn't catch that. The greed of the evil, wicked people who act religious, those are issues, spots, in your feast of charity. Look at what we did. We're going to take all the pictures. Look at all this money we've given. Hold this check out. Look at all. Don't know. Don't, 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 don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. See? What do we call that? Virtue signaling. That's the, the modern term. We have a lot of virtue signaling Christians. It's all for photo ops. We have people that have come and asked me to baptize their baby. They don't, they're not even saved. And they want to come in and take pictures and make it to be, look at how Christian we are. Oh, look at how humble I am. You see, that's what he's talking about. Your selfishness lies in your actions of charity. What do you think Cain did? But, well, God, I'm doing my part. Here you go. Charity, quote, the, the quotes. Charity, service to God that's half-hearted. The spirit of Cain lies in the church more than people realize. Lord, reveal the areas, or as the verse 12, we, let's say this together. Lord, reveal the spots in our feasts of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water. Ooh, we can say it this way. A church without a spirit. The song, Let It Rain, oh, that's more pointed than we realize. Clouds without water. Let it rain, God, let it rain. Carried about the winds, trees whose fruit with, wherewith without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. That's what Jesus said. You will know them by their fruit. The fig tree was cursed. Why? Because it didn't. The spirit of Cain, brothers and sisters, is selfishness. It says me, myself, and I. It would be a person that would say without saying, I want the best and God can have what is left. I'm going to take the first. I'm going to indulge in what I have. In. Oh, oh, yes, I have to give up. Uh, I have a $5 bill. Was that the tithe? Did you really just make $50? That's it? Again, I'm not saying money is the message, not at all. But let's face it, the only harvest we can all agree on is what we have in our bank account. But we all have everything else. Time. But honestly, I want to cut to the heart of the issue. Really that. Heart. Cain just went in and said, mm. oh yeah, here's the, here's, the, here's that God piece of, oh yeah, it's back here. Oh yeah, here you go. Sorry. It should be all of it. Your whole heart. That's why it's the first commandment. They may not say this out loud, but in their actions they say, 
I want the best, and God can just have what's left. Hebrews 11, you don't have to turn there. I would ask that you would go to Luke chapter 21. Heather, pull up on the screen to Hebrews 11. The reason I say that is it's only one verse. And really for the sake of time, because we see the Holy Spirit moving in this message and cutting to the heart of the issue. Simply said, church, while you're going to Luke chapter 21, I want to tell you by the Holy Ghost that's not in my notes. Church, we either have a spirit of Abel in this house or we have a spirit of Cain. There's no in between, church. Because you're either all in with Jesus, anything less than all being a fraction is, by definition, the spirit of Cain, who was evil. The very act of not giving his best was called wickedness, according to 1 John chapter 3. His deeds were evil, but his brothers was righteous, because Abel gave his best. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling the Holy Ghost on this one, church. Jesus. Now, I would like to, uh, if you're, uh, everybody have, uh, excuse me, Luke chapter 21, verse 1. Everybody have a say amen? Let's look at the screen. Hebrews 11, 4. You have it? By faith. Everybody say, by faith. faith. It does take faith. Everything that we do, we, the just shall walk by. Abel offered unto God. Watch this. Let's say it together. A more excellent sacrifice. Going back to what God told Cain, if you offer a, if you do well, it said, or you could say compared to this, if you give me excellence, you're going to do good. But if you give me scraps, sin lieth at the door. Y'all, what are the most things that we could talk about? There's so many things, guys, for all of us in this room, brothers and sisters, we all have that blank to fill in what it is that might be convicting us. Well, one of the most things, the one thing I could just point out that I hear all the time, church attendance. Think about it. Yes, going to church doesn't save you, but coming to church is an evidence of your love for the presence of God. Come on, somebody. Last I checked, the Bible still says, don't forsake the assembly. This is an assembly. We have house churches. Don't disconnect from your brothers and sisters because as the body of Christ, we need a hand, we need feet, we need eyes, we need ears. What good is the body if our appendages are separated? Come on, somebody, we need all of us. And the pinky toe, glory to God, we need a pinky toe. And all the pinky toes of God said, amen. Humble, I love it, the humility in this room. Come on, somebody. (laughs) By faith. Abel offered a more excellent quality sacrifice. He gave all the best, the first, the first, the best. Then Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. See, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. What is that saying? It says that the the very act of our sacrificial giving to God, time, money, fruit, church attendance, reading, devotion, whatever it is, the very actions in our lives that, that treat devotion to God, whether it's passe or it is zealous and giving, is the evidence of His righteous. So Abel, through faith, offered the excellent sacrifice 
by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. In other words, his sacrifice proved his righteousness. That's why we say, no, we're not saved by works, but the works is the evidence of our salvation that we didn't earn. It comes in a gift that's freely given. And then when we open that gift of the Holy Spirit, he empowers us. Then we do good deeds. And those good deeds never saved us, but it's the evidence. It's the fruit on the tree that God planted in our ground that we didn't deserve. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Come on now. So the excellence of your sacrifice, like Abel, is the witness that shows brothers and sisters in this room, you are righteous. You are full of the Holy Ghost because you give God your best. And you might be like, yeah, y'all might think I'm crazy, but I love Jesus. And I can't stop talking about Jesus. I might be in Walmart at the checkout line, but we ended up talking about Jesus. And I'll keep talking about Jesus. See, y'all know what I'm talking about. When it starts stirring and it's coming holy, I don't deserve His grace. I don't deserve what God has done in my life. I don't deserve it, but I'm proud of it. I'm happy about it. I wear it with a badge of honor and say, God, you deserve it all. Not giving your all to God by the evidence of Cain's life. Not giving your all to God will cause you to lose it all. The longer you allow, as the words of God, Jehovah, in quote, allowing sin to lie at your door, the closer you get to swinging that rock the closer you become cursed, the closer you will be ousted like Cain from the family of God. He was there. He was in. But he allowed sin to lie at the door. He kept listening to Oh, but just open the door. It's, you, it, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. They don't understand. They're so hypocritical. They're judgmental Christians. Come on, Cain, open the door. Open the door. Sin lieth in wait, the fork in the road, and we stand in the valley of decision. Are we going to stop today and pull back and say, no, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm sorry, God. I haven't done it. I'm going to give it all from now on. Forgive me of my complacency. Forgive me of haphazardly treating you like the dusty Bible on the shelf. Our Bible should not be covered in dust. Our Bible should be covered in tears. In closing, I'm going to read Luke chapter 21, verse 1. And it simply says, church, and he looked up, Jesus, and he saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. Y'all notice what that word cast means? I'm going to read that again. He looked up Jesus, picked his head up and watched, observed. He saw, it says, rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. Casting. Casting. Not... The issue of the heart. Or, y'all saw that? It said, 
cast him. Take it. I did my part. And he saw a certain woman, a widow, casting thither two mites, which of course we know is extremely small. In fact, theologians have said, I've heard, it's like half a cent today. Of course, that was in the 90s or 2000s when I heard that. Right now, it's probably like one-eighth of a penny in the inflation world, right? But hear me. I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more money than they all. For these have of the abundance cast into the offerings of God, but she of her penury. Now, that word penury, it means extreme poverty. I put that in quotes for y'all. Hath cast in all the living that she had. The spirit of Cain will offer God the, the minority within his majority. But the spirit of Abel through poverty will give all that he has. The first and the fat. Sweetheart, come on up. We're going to close in a second. Holy Ghost, I pray that you're ministering the hearts of the people right here and now. For all these have their abundance cast into the offering of God, but she of her extreme poverty cast in all the living that she had. Extreme poverty is the word. You look it up in the Strong's, that's what it says. I just put it on the screen just for y'all to see that because we don't talk King, King James Version anymore. Extreme poverty. And she said, God, that's it. The widow woman with Elijah. All she had was this little amount of oil and she was going to eat with her son and she said, God, because that's all I have left. And when Elijah says, I want it all, she did not operate in the spirit of Cain. She, like Abel, said, take it. I'll make the meal for you, God. I don't have anything but this last meal, and I'm going to give it to you. That's the spirit of Abel. Brothers and sisters, and I feel the Holy Ghost on this one. As I wrote this down in the last part, we don't forget as we talk about Cain's offering and Abel's offering, we dare not not mention the greatest of all was Jesus Christ Himself offered up as an innocent lamb. Christ's offering for us was His everything. Ours should be no different. Ours should be no different. If He gave His all, who were we? To withhold. So against fighting that spirit of Cain, of greed and excess in me and myself, we rejected and said, Lord, you deserve it all. And today I'm repenting of my 99% and I'm converting to the 100% that you deserve. Jesus can wash your feet. And you can even kiss his cheek. But just like Judas, you can also have no place with him if you don't give him your all. You can be in the twelve and yet find yourself only kissing his cheek to crucify him with your sin. Jesus. Everybody stand.
I pray, church, as we close our eyes, we bow our heads right now. I want you to know I love you, and I'm not condemning anyone in this room. And I look everywhere, so if you're feeling conviction or even offense where I look square you in the eyes, I'm not looking to condemn anyone. This message is not meant to condemn. That's the spirit of Cain. I'm trying to draw you to the side of Abel that decides I'm going to give God everything. I'm tired of playing the Christian and just wearing the t-shirts of WWJD and the bracelets that doesn't save you. Lord, I know we could have done so much better. And God, even in innocence, we don't mean to be complacent. But Lord, forgive us. Let us never go a day without remembering the severity of your sacrifice and the severity of the need of our sacrifice. True Christianity sacrifices. True Christianity will humble themselves. True Christianity will give it all. Jesus. Lord, we repent right here and now. And God, we begin the spirit of Abel by offering ourselves right now these altars are open with all the ables in this room come with all the canes ready to repent come if you know good and well that you have not been giving the first and the fat lord i have been cain i don't want to be complacent it will lead to contempt for you it will lead to the contempt for others that are running hard after you. God, I don't want to be envious or jealous of those in ministry that are going further. I don't want to condemn or ridicule those on the path of righteousness. I don't want to be the outsider, outliner. I want to be the insider. I'm jumping in the field. I'm putting my helmet on. I'm putting my jersey on, and I'm not going to be complacent on the sidelines. I'm going to get in the game. I'm going to give you everything, Lord. I'll take all the beatings. I'll run hard for you, God. I will dodge the enemy. I will go. I will do. I'm going to give everything. I want people to look at me. If, if God, if no one's calling us Jesus freaks, we're not doing our job. If the devil's not attacking us in slander, we are not doing our job. Lord, simply said, I'll pray this, God, help teach us to fall in love with you. Teach us to fall in love with you, God, because true love will give everything. True love will not give you scraps. Jesus. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.